So we're starting uh, Kuf Beis, uh, on the bottom of Kuf Aleph Amid Beis. Zak de Mishnah. Nagar is a bolt. Sheyesh Bereshay Glustra. That has a knob on top. Rabbi Yezer Oyser. He says it's Oser. It's still going to have a din of a bolt. Even though, okay, what is a Glustra? Glustra, having a knob, makes it into, uh, that it has a use as a mortar, right? So you know like the old pharmacy thing, mortar and pestle, right? So you've got like the, the stick part that like goes in and grinds the, thing they can't use it on chompers. The point is that this thing can be used as a cleat. So the machlik is right here. It's going to get, we're going to get a lot further into this. I'll try to explain a little bit more as we go along. But right now, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yesi on the surface are having a machlikis. Because this thing can be used as a kli, right, there's two issues going on. To take a regular door bolt, okay, if it's a freestanding door bolt, and putting it in to the escufa, so what they used to do was in order to lock the door, they'd put the bolt into either the side, you know, like a bar lock or something like that, right? Or they'd put it down into the escufa to secure the door. So the problem is that when you drive a stake into the ground, that's essentially baina, right? So the question is here, the fact that I have a knob on top, nagar shegesha lov glustra, does that turn it into a kli, and then it's no longer going to, when I put it in, it's, when I use it, it's no longer a bina issue? No, because I don't build with a kli. A kli is used for, uh, in my house. I don't, I don't build a kli, when I go to build a house, I'm not going to build a kli into the ground. So is this enough of a kli? And that's the machlekes here between Rabbi Yezer, Oyser. He says, no, it still has a din of a door bolt, and therefore, it's going to be usher. It's a bina issue. Rabbi Yesi Mater. He says it's going to be mutter since it has this cluster, it has this knob. It's a kli, and we don't have a problem of, of, of binyan. And we have Amr Rabbi Eliezer. We have conflicting stories. Ma'aseh b'knesser shavitiver. Basic knesser shavitiveria in the shul and tiveria. Shall you know again by hatter? They allowed it. Achur Gamliel was a kenim v'asru. Rabbi Gamliel was a kenim. They ushered it. So Rabbi Eliezer saying we see the fact that Rabbi Gamliel came and the kenim came and they ushered it must be I am right that there's still going to be a problem just because it has a knob on it. Okay, does not turn it into a kli and we could still have a bina issue. No, what do you mean? Funny, you have that version of the story. I have the complete opposite version of the story. That it was Asar and he allowed it. Okay, so Rabbi says, well, the story works for me too. Okay, I'm a chagas here. Now, um, we're going to be discussing door bolts for a little bit. So just want to understand some, some basic uh, ideas. If you have this nagar, a door bolt, let's say it does, it's not a kli, right? Let's say it's a regular nagar, regular door bolt. If it is tied, three things, tied, suspended, we had this before when it came to the pakaka chaloin, right? We've discussed this when it came to oil, right? Okay, um, if it's, if it's um, tied and it's suspended to the door, three qualifications, then everyone's gonna agree it's fine, right? What's the idea here? That if it's so zokuk to my door, it's so connected to my door, so then I understand that when I use that bolt, I'm not doing binion, it's part of my door, okay? So, we now just said, according to Rabbi Lazar, that just because it has a glustra knob, it's a regular door bolt. It's not going to matter. Just because it can be used as a cleat, sorry, and then we're still going to have a bina issue. So, Zakta Gemara. If, let's say, so let's say you have a door bolt, and let's say it has a string. Okay? Now, let's say the door bolt has a string. We're not talking about tied yet. If I pick up the string, and the string can hold can hold the door bolt. Those door bolts were heavy, if it can hold it. Then we say, everyone's going to agree that it is it, as if, Rabbi Lazar is going to agree, it is as if it is tied 
and suspended to the door. All three. So if I could pick it up with the string, pick up the doorbell with the string, and the string will hold, then I'm fine. If it'll snap, okay, then we hold it. No, it has a, door, then a regular door bolt, and I can't consider it tied. So, if when I pick up the string, the door bolt will hold, everyone will hold it's good, because we view it as if it is kosher and totally to the door. Okay? Keep ligi, when is this machlekes? Meaning, when does Rebbe Eliezer aser, when it comes to door bolts here, because he's not going to, he's going to hold kli as of no bearing. We don't care that it's a kli. If I can't, then we're going to view that door bolt, if when I pick up the string, it'll snap. Then I'm going to view that door bolt as if it is the worst case scenario of door bolt, which is freestanding and shemte bekeren zavis, where it's just standing in the corner, okay, all on its own. Now it looks like a building stake. It looks like when I put it in the ground, it looks like I'm building because it's not attached to anything. If the string can't hold, as far as we're concerned, it's not attached. Okay. So Rabbi Yesi says, you're right. If it can't hold, regular door jam, but since it has this glustra, it's a kli. Since it's a kli, I can't have a binary issue. Rabbi Yezer says, no. Okay, no, sorry. As far as we're concerned, the fact that it is a kli is of no bearing. And if it can't, if the string can't hold, then it's like a regular door bolt that is freestanding. And that is going to be a problem. Now, Zogta Mishnah, to go, I mean, basically, it's right into this. Nagar Hanigarar. So let's say, right, so we, just, we discussed that the best case scenario for a door bolt is it's hanging, it's tied and hanging to the door. Now, what happens if it's tied? But it's negara, it drags on the ground, right? It's not actually suspended. It drags on the ground. It doesn't either, it's not freestanding, right? So it's, it's, it's resting on the ground. Nagara negara. So noyalim by mimikdash. Atanakama holds, you can use it in the mikdash. Okay, because the only problem here is mechzi kibinyan, mechzi kibayna. It's just a gzera durabanan. It's not real and therefore, anything that is just a Durabanon is allowed in the Mikdash. But in a private home, there the Gzeira reigns supreme. And if something is Mexican, you can't use it in a private home. And if it is Munach, right, so it's not even tied at all, it's freestanding, it's resting in the corner, Munach. Kanu kanu it's going to be usher in both places. And Rashi explains that in the Shittas Tanakama, that is real binyan. When I take a freestanding stake, that's essentially a door bolt, and I put it in, and I put it in the skufa, I put it in you know, the ground to lock the door, right? Or, so that is going to be a real binyan. Okay, and therefore binyan daraisa, and therefore even the mikdash is going to be usher. Rabbi Yehuda Aymer, he says, no. He, he takes everything down one level. Hamunach, so the door bolt that is freestanding, is mutter ben mikdash, that is only going to be a shvus. It's again only a mechzikibayne issue. It's a door jam. It's a door bolt. Sorry, so it's, I'm not going to consider it real binyan. Vahanegarer and bimedina Rabbi Yehuda holds. So he argues Rabbi Yehuda holds that if it's negarer, as long as it's tied, even if it's not suspended but it's resting on the ground, then we'll say it's going to be allowed even bimedina. He's not geyser. Okay, zakte gemara toner Ezu nager hanegara. What is considered a bolt that drags? Shenoylem mikdash avloim medina, which, like we said, can be used according to the Tanakama in the mikdash, but not in the medina. Kol shakasher, it's tied vitaloi. Okay, and it is hung. However, v'reish echad magila aretz. 
So means it's not suspended. Yes, it's hung up, but right, it's not suspended because it rests on the ground. So the fact that it is hanging is of no bearing. And therefore, it doesn't necessarily look like it's 100% pledged to the door. It's tied to the door. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda Aymer, he says, no. He argues. He says, Medina mutter. if it's tied to the door, even if it's resting on the ground, it's still going to be okay. Now, what's the one that's usher, that's usher in, the, in, in the Medina? The usher in the private houses, but is allowed in the Mikdash. What's the Isidur Abanan? That is one that is freestanding, okay, a door bolt that is sitting in the corner, okay, not connected to anything. That's the one that is going to be usher, according to Rabbi Yehuda, in the base of Mikdash. That's a Gizeir Mechzik Yibayna. However, if it's tied at all, it's going to be fine even in private houses. Amar, Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Halachuk Rabbi Yehuda, Menegarer, right, which means that even if it is not suspended, still, as long as it's tied, as long as it's tied, we're going to allow you to use this door bolt in your private houses. We'll allow you to insert it. Amar Rabbah. However, Rabbah comes with a caveat. Vuhu shakashur bedeles. And I did say this in the introduction. It's tied, it's hung to the door. Rabbah says that the only time that nagar hanagarer, which means that it's just tied, but not suspended, will actually, uh, according to Yehuda, you'll be allowed to use bimedina, that is, if it's tied to the door itself. Okay? But, if it's tied, let's say, to the door frame, or some other area, it's not tied to the door itself, then it would not allow it to be used. Right? So when a door bolt must be tied to the door in order to use it, even if it can't, uh, if it's not completely suspended, it rests on the ground, Rabbi Yehuda would hold that it's allowed in Medina. Amy, is that true? Meaning that if it's, if it's not tied to the door, no good. But Rabbi Tavla, the story was Rabbi Tavla, he saw, he saw a door uh, lock, right? He, he saw a door bolt. It was hung on the Iver the Dasha is the uh, lintel, right? So it's, it's basically part of the door frame, not on the door itself. And yet, he didn't tell them they can't use it. He seemed to say it was fine. So the Gemara said, right? So we see that. How could you, Rabbi, go ahead and say that according to Rabbi Yehuda, the only time you could use a door bolt is if it is tied to the door? We see it's not true. So the Gemara answers, that was nitzel ba'aygdai. Meaning, go back to the last sugya. What did it mean if it was nitzel ba'aygdai? We said, then if it's nitzel ba'aygdai, meaning that if you could pick up the string and it's strong enough to be held, then it doesn't even need to be tied to the door itself. It can be tied to the door frame. Because if it's nitzel ba'aygdai, we view it as if it is kosher, kosher, vitaloi, and tied to the door. And that nitzel ba'aygdai will, will supplement, will substitute for having those three qualifications all on their own. Okay? Rav, Avia. Okay, Rav Avia. So coming off of the story, Ikl and Arda, he went to an Arda. Chazel Ugavri saw a guy to have a kapkatir begemi. He was tying his door bolt with a gemi, a reed. And you know what? Like we said, it needs to be, in order to be good, it needs to be strong, right? It's got to be rawly that you could pick it up. Amar Dain Leinitruk. Right? He said, sorry, uh, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Okay? Um, you can't use it. You can't lock this door. Okay, because it's like the gemi's not here since it can't hold up these door bolts. Now, these door bolts were apparently very, very heavy. Now, that was all talking about where, so the standard door bolt, right, let's say, would go down into the skufa. So imagine you had like a knob in the skufa, 
right? You had like an indent in the yiskufa, and then you'd put the door bolt in there, right? And then it would hold the door, it, was, it basically would lock the door, right? Now what happens, the Gemara's going to ask that, what happens if your door bolt goes all the way through your yiskufa into the ground? Now it's really like building, you're driving a stake into the ground. So, what happens if it pierces through the yiskufa and goes all the way into the ground? Mahu. Amar of Yosef, mighty boyali. What's your shaila? Lishmili hadatanya. Didn't you learn the following brisa that said nishmat? Right. Let's say you had a door bolt that was on a string and the string broke. Usher. Then it's usher to use it. Like we said before, if it's not nitil ba'agda, it's going to be usher. But nikmaz mutter. Rabbi Yehuda, that was one shita. And what did Rabbi Yehuda say? Nikmaz afal pisha enoi nishmat. Even if it is still connected by the string, if Still connected, it's, right? It's all, you have everything else you need, but when you put it into the skufa, it goes all the way down to the ground. Nikmaz, right? It, it, it pierces all the way into the ground, even though it will still be connected with the string. Usr, it's going to be Usr. So what's your question over here? We see clearly that it's going to be Usr, right? That even if your door bolt is hanging and suspended and it has a good string and everything, you have everything correct, but if it goes all the way to the ground, it's not going to be good. The why time... Why does Nikmaz change anything? Why is it more austere if it goes all the way Because down? it's more like building. It's more like building. Right? It's noyets bekarka. It goes all the way into the ground. That's more like building. And that's why it's going to be austere. But time am I. What's the reason? Because it looks too much like building. And therefore, even though you're using all the other qualifications you had in your door jam would have been okay, this is going to be a problem. Now, when it comes to door jams, right, what happens, now we're saying, let's say I have my worst case scenario, not door jam, door bolt. If I have my worst case scenario door bolt, right, which is basically a metal rod, could be used for construction. What happens if I put a base yacht on it? Okay, if I put a handle on it. If I put a handle, even if it's one not tied at all, worst case scenario situation, lying in the corner, it's basically a metal stake used very commonly in construction, should be a bayna issue, but I put a handle on it. If I put a handle on it, then it's going to be fine. You know why? Ah, it's no longer a door bolt, it's now a pestle, right? It's a cleat. If you made it into a base yad makes it into a kli, if it's a kli, then we're not gonna have a bayna issue. Itmar Amarab Nahumi Bar Ada, also the base yad mutter, he says it clearly, base yad is gonna be mutter, hahushriusa. So much so that we had a story, there was a beam, the Hava Beira Padas, then it was Rura Padas's house, the Hava Midlullah Beasara. It was such a heavy beam, it was a, it was this crazy header beam, like the one right here. Crazy header beam that goes across a huge room. It took ten people to carry it, and yet Visharule. Adasha. He allowed them to use it to put it to block the door, right? To lock the door. He didn't say anything. He said, fine, no problem. Why? So we see if something can be used as a clee, what do you mean, Taras Kleola? That this could be used as a bench, right? If the beam is big enough and wide enough and strong enough, it could be used as a bench too. And therefore, it's not necessarily going to be for Baina. So we see if there's an. an, an if there is some way that we can say that it's being used as a clay, then it will be okay. Hasisa, okay, Hasisa is also um, one of the mortar pestle things, right? That is a mortar, right? So that's, again, a big stone thing. It was such a big mortar, right? Usually you think of like the pharmacy thing, the mortar and the pestle, you know what I'm talking about? 
the thing, yeah. So usually, right, it was such a big mortar that it wasn't made for a little, but it was holding a half a core. Okay, Adariba is a half a core, and yet Shara Mashmol Mishde Adasha they allowed they allowed it to throw it on the door again to use it as a lock. Why? Because Amar Teres he said it's a kli. Fine. So that takes care of our. We're now done with uh, door uh, door bolts for the moment. No, we're done with door bolts. Okay, Shalach But now we're going to go back into a sugya we had a little bit before, and that is going to be this is going to be an oil arai sugya. Okay, which is going to get into some other concepts in Shabbos. Most of this we've already had before. In Shabbos. Shalach lei Rami Bar Yecheskel or Rav Amram. Rami Bar Yecheskel said to Rav Amram, Name alon mar, tell me, tell us something, mehalin mili ma'al yais, adam alam ishmei de Rav Asi. Tell us something that you heard from Rav Asi, bekifi arba with the arches of a boat. What does this mean? So, right, imagine in those days they'd have a boat and, uh, you know, if, if, if the elements were favorable, so you'd want to be out on your boat and you'd enjoy the natural, uh, you know, whatever, the natural air, right? But, so what they would have is, they'd have these metal arches that went across the boat, okay? And then if it got too sunny or it got rainy or something, then they would put up a tarp on top to give either of them, to give them shade, right? So now the question is like this. We know when it comes to Shabbos, you can't make an oil, but you are allowed to be what's called meisif al-oil ara. So we want to know how thick must my arches be so that my arches themselves are an oil, which would allow me to basically put the shlock up on Shabbos. So now he says, Shalachle, he says, tell me, tell me about these arches of the boat. Shalachle, he said, ah, this is what he said. said, the arches of a boat. So if the arches, right, let's say you have 20 arches, but each one has a tefach, then you're good because a tefach is the minimum share that makes an oil. Okay, inami, or even if they're very thin, they don't have a tafach. However, they ain't being zealous as shloisha, right? And that's the way it's constructed on the boat. So basically, if either each tafach is a, if each arch is a tafach, or they're toich lovet of each other, then we'll say it's like you have an oil, and then lamachar, maybe machzelas, you could put a mat up, a tarp, upare salam, you could spread it on the arches. My time, oh, why? Moisav alol araihu, kashapri dami. You're allowed to be moisav on an oil araih on Shabbos, yes. Right. I mean, yes. I would ostensibly that would be true. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it means as long as you have one, it would be fine too. Yeah, it's. I think it's lav dafka. It's just. I, I guess it's just talking about how the how the boats were constructed. So they either would have many, right, and they'd be far apart, and they'd be thicker. I mean, think about it logically, or. Or they would have, they would be thinner, and they would be much closer together because structurally it has to be able to support. So, Hanu um, but yeah, that is, I, I think that would definitely be true, and you'll see that more in the next story. Hanu Dechri. So there were a bunch of rams. The Havalu Ravhuna. Ravhuna had a bunch of animal livestock. Okay, now what did he want to do? Again, he put them in an enclosure to be yama the yama ba'utula. He wanted shade during the day. and he wanted at night. He wanted to air it out. Right where the sun wouldn't be down on them. Also, come the Rav, and he said, "You know what you should do, Amarle Zil Karach Budya." Right, and this is not much like a shlach for a sukkah. Right, roll up a mat of tarp and vishayer batefach. Leave a tefach. Okay, so you have a tefach of overhang, and then lamachar pashta. So on Shabbos morning, you could unroll it because he wanted the shade on Shabbos, and then umaysev alal arayhu. 
right? So at night, he wanted it exposed. He didn't want to have to cover it before Shabbos. He didn't want it to be cramped. So he said, just leave a tefach there, and then you could roll out the rest, because it's Moisev al-Oil Arai, with the shopper dummy. Amarav, Mishur Mabchiyah. So now we're talking about oil over here. Vilon mutter. However, a, a curtain is going to be mutter. Right now, a curtain is vertical. What we're saying is that there's no problem with putting up a vertical curtain, a mechitza, so to speak. That's not going to be a problem at all on Shabbos because the oil is on top. This is vertical. Right? So it's Shabbos. You can put it up and you can take it down. There's no oil issue. Kilas chasanim. Okay, now if you remember, what is the chilas chasanim? You have a picture over here in, in Rashi, but this is a bed that had a tent over it. Okay, now what about. You're allowed to put it up and take it down because it's not going to be an oil issue. Okay, now we have to be talking about a bed that is, um, uh, you know, like with pieces that you wouldn't have a blina issue. But there's, there's two issues. There's no blina issue. However you deal with that, the fact that it's easily assembled or whatever, from a tent, we're talking about the oil issue. Okay, it's not going to be an oil issue. By the way, that which we said, you can put up a kilos chasanim, here are going to be your caveats. Okay, that means on the top, when you put it up, it, it has to go to a point. It can't have a gag tefach because then it's going to be an oil. Number two, that even within three, right, we're going to say love it. So within three of the top, it can't have the width of a tefach. It has to be very, very narrow when it comes down because if it's a tefach wide within three, then essentially you're making an oil, right? So it has to be very, very narrow coming down. And and the third caveat that we have here in Shabbos we had four that it would be okay to do okay the whole slant can't be more than a tefach so the whole bed this kilos chasanim had to be very very narrow because the total space for each half. Right, the tent comes down, so basically you split it in the middle. There's two halves. Each half, on the bottom of the bed, this whole bed had to be less than two tefachim. This kilos chasanim. Because if, if it was more than a tefach, right, then from the slant, the shipua would be more than a tefach, and then you'd have a problem with oil also. The side walls can't. So if you have a total tefach going down, then you're going to have a problem. Okay? Aba yesh b'shipua tefach, shipua oilim, ka'olim damai, the slant of an oil. Well, sorry, right, a, when you make a tent, right, the slant that has a tefach, will be like an oil, and therefore, if you have a tefach total of slantage, you're going to have a problem. Okay? Uh, if you remember in Shabbos, there was a fourth caveat here. Extra credit if you remember what the fourth caveat was. That the overhang below the bed can't be a tefach also because we're going to count the space below the bed as a tefach around. Okay. Vamar Rav Shisha, Rav Idi, Saina Shari. So now we're talking about a hat with a big brim. That's mutter, mutter to go out with. I, Vatanya Osser. Now we're thinking that this is an oil issue. If my, if my hat is very wide brim, it's an oil. Vatanya Osser. So the Mars is like Kasha. It depends. If the brim has a tefach, then I can't use this hat. How could that be? Let's say you take your talus, right? And you go over your head a little. So now it creates a tefach where it's a space. You've essentially created an oil. Right? If I put the tefach, if I put the, the talus over, I've now created an oil. Shavar beglima tefach ochanami da'asr would also be asr, putting the talus over your head. 
No, so it can't be hats, can't be an oil, and shara beglima can't be an oil. So what are we talking about? The whole thing about this hat, when you can use it or not, is that it doesn't have to do with um, how wide the brim is, but rather how tightly this hat fits. And this is a nafal the asila suye versus arabim issue. Okay, remember we had this in Shabbos too, right off the heels. The head is already built, you're not building the hula. Correct, the hat's there. The question is, what happens if the hat flies off? I know, but when you put it on, now you're making an idol. Let's say you have an umbrella that's already open. You're not allowed to go under or move uh, Right. I guess, I guess not. Huh? You're, no, make, no, you're making something mild. No, I think... It's I, I don't, there. It's open. You have I, don't think you're, I don't think you're allowed to. It's, it's mostly, you're making an oil. You're making, it's an oil iron, but you're making an oil iron on Shabbos. You're, not, you're only allowed to be most of an oil iron. You're just moving it. I don't think so. I, I don't know. I don't think you're allowed to. On Shabbos, I don't think you're allowed to. I've never heard of using an umbrella... Open that's already Shabbos. open before Shabbos? I, I, I heard you could open a little bit, like one tetapa we just said, and then you could open it. Like Sfardi halacha or Ashkenazi halacha? Like Sfardi. No, but what I'm asking is this is completely open. You just don't move it. You can move it on a porch. Huh? The real halacha. It's a real halacha? The real halacha. The real halacha. No, but unless it's already open, you can move it on a porch. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, again, that, that's a whole, that's a cliche of this, and, and Lutzarech Mekayma, that's a whole different issue of whether you're allowed to move it. But here we're talking about, are you allowed to make it into an oil? So we're taking this hat, there was a hot... Now, now, by the way, we're saying that this hat is okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We're saying the hat, the Havamina was that the hat wouldn't be, but now we're saying it's okay. You're not allowed to make the even an oil arai on Shabbos. So you're allowed to be moisif. The building, huh? the building part. It's not using it or having it. It's making it into an oil. Exactly. So if you have one already... Meaning, but if, but if I have something like this and I make it into an oil like that, right? So if, if I have something that's lying flat and I make it into an oil, I don't have to actually build it. I don't have to construct it as long as I make it into an oil by using it as an oil, depending on what it is, um, could be a problem. Okay, Zak the Mishnah. Now we're talking back into bolts, but we're not, on, we're not on a door anymore. Now we're talking about a cabinet. Well, cabinet door, okay? So this will be a little bit more cut and dry. Zak the Mishnah. So if I have a, tzir is a pivot or a bolt, right? So imagine you buy your cabinet, right? And uh, you bought it from Ikea, and maybe you didn't construct it, you left out a few pieces, right? Never happens, right? They always put extra pieces in my IKEA boxes. I don't know. I, I, there's always extras. Anyway, so, 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 so anyways, the tzir atop them, the bottom bolt, right? It comes out. So the bottom one I can put back in, b'mikdash. Okay, it's not going to be a problem. Abaloi b'medina, not b'medina. We'll see in a second why. But the upper bolt, that's the key bolt, right? That's the, that's the, right? That's the key bolt. So the elyon kanu kanaser. Right? So that one's going to be usher. Now this mandarmer holds, Rashi says here, it's binyan bekalim. The upper one, that's the real building. The, the lower one, right, just putting that one back in, right, it's, if it still has an upper bolt, just putting the lower one back in, that is only a mechzik issue. And therefore, bemikdash, it's going to be okay. We don't have ingoz and shfus bemikdash. So mechzik is not going to be a problem in the, in the, in, in, in the, in the base of mikdash. However, bemedina, you can't put the lower one in. That is the Tanakama. Rabbi Yehuda Aymer, he holds no. He must hold that there's no concept of binyan bekalim, right? We're talking about a cabinet over here. We're not talking about a door that is a door to a house. Ha'el yain b'mikdash. So I could put in the upper one b'mikdash because even though that's the key bolt, 
since ain't binyan bekelim, it's not a real binyan issue. It's just mechzik yibayna. And the tachtoin be medina, right? You could even put the tachtoin in the medina again because it's not real building, right? You have to say because it's not real building, we're not going to get a gzera. We'll see of what's called shema yiska. The gemara is going to discuss that in a second. Zakti gemara tan rabbanon tzir delas shida tevo mikdal be mikdash machzirin be medina dechkin. Okay, if I have the bolt of a Della Sheda, Sheda, right, is a, a door, again, of a cabinet, Sheda, the door of Sheda, Teva Omigdal, right, these are boxes or cabinets or closets, the Mikdash Machzirin, Bimedina Doichkin. Okay, I can't put it back in. However, if it's a little loose, I can push it back into place. I can't put it back, I can't reattach the bolt, but I can move it back if it starts to get dislocated. Okay, now this is in Sheda's Tanakama. Why? So what's the problem over here with putting it back? The concern is that by the tachtoin, if I go to put back the bolt, that I might take a hammer and bang it in. The and that's a real iser daraisa. Okay, of banging it back. Now, by the way, when it comes to shalbar, um, right? So that is a binyan mechuber the karka. So if I have the pivot or construction pieces of a bar, a dus, and a yatsiya, lo that is actually going to be real bona fide isra daraisa, okay, because anytime we talk about building in the ground, like we saw a little bit when it came to the skufa, right, we were much more mocked. So when, I talk, when you talk about construction in the ground, that's real bina. Construction in a closet, right, I mean, okay, I mean, that's not really, you know, if, especially if you don't hold it, but if you, even if you hold it in your that's not real construction, um, and therefore, on the ground, we're going to be more, more makbed. Okay, the final Mishnah for today that we'll do is, let's say you have a Kayin, okay, a Kayin in the base Hamikdash. So he has a, uh, 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 right, he has a boo-boo, and he has a Band-Aid on it, he has a bandage. So normally we say that putting a bandage on a wound is going to be a problem of nimareach, right? You might smooth out the bandage, Okay. So, but the problem is that if a Kayan has a bandage, he's, it's a chatzitza for Avaidah. He's not allowed to do Avaidah. So we wanted the Kayan. The Kayan comes in. All right, he's on shift today. And he's got a bandage. Right? So we want him to remove his bandage so he can do the Avaidah. But the problem is, if we don't allow him to put his bandage back on, because you don't have a bandage on Shabbos, he's not going to remove it. Okay? So therefore, the Chachamim, even though there's a Gezerah, Shemim Mareach, the Zakta Mishnah, Machzir and Retiyah Mikdash, that a Kayan can put the bandage back on, Medina, not Medina. Again, that's a Gezerah Shevi Mareach, and we only allowed it the Mokam Shvos. However, since the whole reason why we allowed you to put the bandage back was because we wanted you to pull it up, Betchila Kan Vekan Aser. Since if the guy, if the Kayan never had a bandage, so we're not going to allow him to put the bandage on because it's not a Tzarech Havoida. When did we say Engoz and Shvos Mikdash? That is if it's a Tzarech for the Havoida. But here, right, he never had the bandage. Again, the whole reason we allow him to put the bandage back on is so that he will remove it so he could do the Avodah. If he never had one on, we're not going to let the Kayin do it, even though it's only Gzirah Durabad or Shem because it's not a Tzarech for the Avodah. Zok the Gemara Tan Rabbanu. Ritiya Shapir Maka. If you had a bandage that fell off of the, um, uh, uh, fell off of a wound. Now this is talking about, this is talking about Bimedina. Okay, this is b'medina, not b'mikdash. Machzirin b'shabbos. So the Tanakhama holds, you can, in fact, be machzer. He's going to argue on the Tanah of the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda, Eimer, Chochluka. Right, so now we have a machlekes here. It depends. Rabbi Yehuda holds like this. Only if it slipped off, 
If it moved a little down, then I could pull it back up. Or if it went a little above, then then the can pull it down. Umagala mitzvah on Shabbos. I can open up part of the band-aid and clean the wound a little. Makanech piyamaka v'chayser magala mitzvah retia umakanech piyamagat maka retia atzma. However, retia atzma, you should not you should not clean the on top of the actual bandage because that is an issue with neshuv mareach v'meirach. Right? If you didn't meruach v'meirach, then chayiv chatos. Okay, so what do we see here? Clearly, what's the machlekes over here? Machlekes between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda, that Bimedina, if a band-aid falls off, am I allowed to put it back on? Okay, Tanakama holds yes. Rabbi Yehuda says no, but if it slips a little, you can put it back into place, but if it falls off, then you can't. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, that you may not put a bandage back on. <coughs> that it fell completely off, you can't put it back on. You can only move it back into place. Amar Rav Chista. Loishano. So Rav Chista has a, a caveat over here. Loishano, that you're not allowed to put it back on. That, I'm sorry. Loishano. The only time we said that you're allowed to put it back on, okay, according to the Tanakama, if it fell off, is Shapir Shalgabi Kli. If it fell onto a Kli, okay, so then we'll say it's not as, it, 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 it's still together uh, returning it to where it was. However, if it falls onto the ground, that's essentially like you threw it in the garbage, it's discarded. And then, it's going to be Asr. Amar Mar. Okay, so we now have a, a, a caveat here. That which we said in the Rabbanon, that the Rabbanon hold, you're allowed to put it back on, that is only if it fell onto a cleat. But if it, you threw it on the ground, can't put it back on. Amar Mar, Baravashi, have a Kamina, Kame Abba. I was in front of Abba, Nafuleya Beisaja. And the bandage fell on a pillow. And he put it back on. And I said to him, Yet, right? The way, the way Rav Chista just explained the Machlekes was, according to Rav Yehuda, even if it fell on a cleat, it's going to be Aser. The Rabbanon hold, if it fell on a cleat, it's going to be Mutter. But they're both going to agree that if it fell on the ground, both Rav Yehuda and Rav that you can't put it back on. And he says, well, I, 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 here I have this story, right? We said that Lacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, and here it fell into a clean, and we put it back on. Well, if Lacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda holds, even if it fell into a clean, it's no good. You can't put it back on. Amar Loi, Amar Li, he said to me, Loi Shmi'ali, Kalaymer Loi Svirali. So we have here a Machlikis, meaning I don't hold it, that's the way you learn the Machlikis. And Rashi speaks this out. The way that we learn the Machlikis is that the Rabbanon, that, that the Rabbi Yehuda only didn't allow if it fell on the ground. But if it fell on a clee, both Rabbi Yehuda and they're going to agree that you can take the bandage and put it back on. Okay? And uh, the whole machlekes is if it fell on the ground. And that was, so that we have two different ways of learning this machlekes. Okay. Uh, send that. Summary. It's probably good enough to summarize. There's a lot going on here. Okay, so we started off with a nagar, right? We had this door bolt, sheish glustra, that had a knob on top. So the question was, does it have a status of a kli? In other words, or do we say that, um, that it still has a bainish? Rabbi Lazar holds aser, and we're not going to give it a status of a kli. Still have a problem with binyan. Rabbi he says glustra equals teres kli. Now we had stories, they both had stories either way. We said, the kuli alma, that if when you pick up the bolt, 
it, the, when you pick up the bolt, the string would hold. That would be considered kosher vitali bedelis. That's your gold standard, right? That it's tied, suspended on the door, even if it's none of those, right? As long as, it, even if it is just tied, but it is not suspended and not on the door, like we'll see later in the Gemara, that if you could pick it up with the string, good enough. Okay, then we show it's pledged to the door. Rabbi Lazar, when did he answer? He said, when it's in and it's meaning that, um, okay, then if you pick up the string and the string will snap, then as far as we're concerned, it's like it's not even tied and it's like a door bolt that is munach, which we said is certainly going to be a problem. Okay, then we, have the, we brought the machlegos between Rabbanon and Rabbi Yehuda. We said nagar hanagara for drags. Then noelim b'mikdash, right? It's only a mechsi kabayna issue. So again, it's not, it's not suspended. It's, it's tied, but it's dragging on the ground. The Medina, okay, you can, you can use it in the mikdash, but not in the Medina because it's a gzera, mechsi kabayna. And a munach, he said that was going to be binyan mamish, and therefore it's going to be us or both. Rabbi Yehuda takes everything down a level, and he says munach is going to be mutter. It's only mechzi kibayna. It's not actual binyan. But Anagar, he says, going to be mutter Medina. Shmuel said that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda ben Agar, that you can a, a door bolt that is tied to the door, right? Even if it's not suspended, you can use ben Medina. And Rava said a caveat, that what? As long as, it is, as long as it's tied to the door itself, but not to the door posts, okay? Or even if it's tied to the door posts, like we said in the last sugya, if it is nitla ba'odai, the, str- the, the, the string is strong enough that if you lift it up, it would hold the door jam, then it would be okay. Rebavaya said, right, we brought the gemi. You saw somebody tying with the gemi. He said that as far as we're concerned, gemi is like it's not tied at all, okay, because it won't hold, right? And like we said, again, these all tied together. Like we said, I think, uh, like, like we said that since if, if then a gemi has a din of ain't it's not strong enough, and therefore it has a din of munach, so it's like it's not tied. Rabbi Yasef said, right, he introduced a new concept saying this is all when, when you put the door, um, when you put the door bolt in, that it doesn't go completely into the ground, right? It just goes into the skufa, okay? However, if nikmas, right? If it's nayitz pekarfa, it goes completely into the ground, then we said Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda, it's going to be asr, because that's going to be mechzi kibayna. Okay. Then we said, what happens if you make, you take this nagar and you make a base yad, then it's muchach, that it's a kli, it's going to be mutter. We said, so too, the shrisa, the rapadas, vasisa, the shmol, we had the, we had the, uh, the beam, okay? We had this big mortar, right? We had the, the, the be, big beam of rapadas, that we said they could be used, even though it took 10 people to hold it, still they could use it on the door because people can sit on it. And the big mortar of Shmuel, even though it was a really, really large mortar, we still said it was okay. Now, we said B'Shem, so that took care of our door jams, door bolts, okay? B'Shem Rav Asi, we said, we, had to, we talked about, now we were into, we moved into oil Arai. So we said, Kipi the Arba, the arches of the boat, that if they have a Tefach, Okay, then it has a shame oil, or if it's less than, or if it's not a tamar, but it's less than three between them, then you could bring a machtelis the next day and you can cover it because it's meisavah ol aray. Said the same thing when it came to the shelters for the animals, okay, that all you had to do was roll up, right, create the shlok, roll it up, just leave one tefach um, before Shabbos uh, where it's an oil, and then lomachar in the day to protect from the sun, you could roll it out because it's meisavah ol aray. However, we said that. <coughs> And then we said in regards to vilin, we said a vertical machitza curtain is not going to be a problem because it's vertical, not an oil issue. We said the kilos chasanim you can do, it's going to be mutter. By the way, we had three caveats. As long as you don't have a gag tefach or you don't have a tefach in between three or the entire, in fact, the entire slant can't be the width of a tefach. Okay, and then we discussed about the hat. We thought that that was an oil issue, but we said no, that a scene, right, the sign of the, this sort of hat 
that had a wide, wide brim hat, that was an issue of that if it's not tight, it may fly off, but we said if it's tight, you're allowed. So all these things we said were going to be mutter, again, with their respective caveats. Okay, then we discussed the bolts of a cabinet. Tanakama held that you can put the bottom one back in, uh, bottom bolt of a cabinet in the mikdash. Okay, but in the Medina, we said, no, Shemi Yitzchak, because you might come to bang it in. The El Yain, we said, is going to be Asr, because that's Binyan Mamish, and the Tanakhama holds Binyan Mekalim. Rabbi Yehuda said, El Yain B'Mikdash is going to be okay. That's where you have a Shemi Yitzchak issue. Tachta Medina, that you're allowed to even put back. Okay, there's no Gzera there. All right, that's not considered. We don't have a problem. Again, maybe because it's the lower bolt, you're never going to actually bang it back in. It's not the primary bolt. You'll always just slip it in. Then we said, but by the way, when we said that this is allowed, we said, Tanakhama Shalbar. However, when it came to um, bolts in the ground, so that's binyan makarka bakolshahu, okay, that were a lot more machmar. When we talk about any sort of thing that could look like binyan in the ground, then we're going to say that that's going to be usr. And if you do it, it's, it's actually an isr daraisa. Okay, then we talked about can a kaihain be machser his bandage? Can he put back his bandage? Okay, we said it's a chatzitza for avoided purposes, so we want him to remove it. So therefore, we said that he can put his bandage back in the mikdash, but not in Medina, that's a shemi mareach issue. And we said, however, to put a bandage, bandage on, since the whole reason why we allowed you to put the bandage back was because we wanted you to remove it. If you never had a bandage in the first place, you're not allowed to put a bandage on. Then we said, okay, and then we had a bright, so we said that, the time, we, had a, we brought this in the machlekes. So in other words, will a bandage, are you allowed to put a bandage back the Medina? So we said, if it falls off, the Tanakhama holds the Medina, you can put it back. It's not, it's not shchiach. Okay, and therefore we said, we're not going to be geyser, even the Medina. Rabbi Yehuda holds, if it slips off, you can put it back into place, but you can't, if it, once it comes off, you can't put it back on. Then we had a machlekes, right, Shmuel said, Allah was like Rabbi Yehuda. Then we had a machlekes between Rav Chista and Abba, right, when is this machlekes? Rav Chista held that the machlekes is, um, even if it falls onto a kli, that means Rabbi Yehuda is going to hold, no matter if it came off at all, I don't care, fell off onto the ground or a kli, it's going to be usher. The Rabbanon hold that if it fell onto the ground, it's going to be usher, but if it fell onto a kli, that's where you can put it back on. And Abba said, no, the machlekes is actually much more mekel. The Rabbi Yehuda will agree that if it fell onto a kli, it's going to be mutter to put back on. He'll agree to the Rabbanon. And the whole machlekes here is if it fell onto the ground in the first place.